<laughs> Style and grace. I'm never going to be demoted. Welcome to the Goat Dome. Goat Dome where the goats bow down. <laughs> Saturday Draft Live, the greatest episode of Saturday Draft Live is upon us uh, on this Saturday as per usual. Scott, what a day it is today. What a day. <laughs> the sun is shining outside on this glorious, glorious world. But we've got a lot to get through, Scott. And we've been hinting at something, haven't we? We've been hinting at something all week. Some insider information. Yes, a huge scoop, as it were. Yes, the scoop, an ice cream scoop. So, as you might know, last week, uh, we had some some harsh but fair, I'd say tough love criticism of Sarah Grieve and her team, um, Team Historic. Um, so, Scott... I reached out to Sarah and actually have a statement here for her in response to our comments from last week. Um, so I'm going to read that out. So Sarah says, and I quote, My team were on a roll until the draft. Sheeda was the number one female at the time when the draft came around. Her loss to uh, Statlander uh, came as a shock to a lot of people and it made me regret my decision to pick her. My thought in picking Dragunov was I wanted to have picks across the board. And he had been featured a lot on UK takeovers and had aligned with Gallus, which had prompted me to pick him over other UK picks. On paper, the first week, my team looked solid. It just sadly has not worked out. Um, but Scott, this was followed up by a second statement where Sarah says, My aim now is not finish at last. I'm not taking part in the next season because I'll be taking a break from the pod during February. So, this is the big news here, Scott. Team Historic, Sarah Grieve, will not be taking part in Season 4. How does this change the landscape of things, even before we get to Season 4? Well, it'll be very interesting to see if somebody else from the podcast wants to maybe step in to fill a spot and see how they get on in their first season of the draft, because it's a history of people actually faring well at least in the first couple of weeks mm. of their first draft, that I think with issues that Sarah's going through with this, these picks are issues that I think I've myself had suffered before and that you, you lay out your picks they look good at the time and as the weeks go on you suddenly realise that maybe it was one of the things that was good on paper and not in reality mm. because either somebody gets injured or they're suddenly not used as frequently as you thought they might be. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's what's happened to her, to be fair, and you alluded to it there, Scott. There's always people waiting in the wings to join the draft. Could we see a return um, of Kwaku Aji perhaps next season? Um, perhaps another newcomer, Daniel Campbell, um, Ryan Wilson stepping up to the plate. Or perhaps an old hat who hasn't tried his hand at the draft yet, perhaps an Andy Mitchell. You know, So we'll need to see um, who it is that maybe steps up to fill the void left by Team Historic next season. But that is the big news. Team Historic will not be a part of the draft in Season 4, but will return for Season 5. So Scott, time to get into the business this week. This week's top scorers. Uh, we have a definitive three this week, not like the debacle of last week where it felt <laughs> like we were just discussing everyone. Um, Scott, it should come as no surprise who the top scorer is. He defended the NXT Championship um, in the opening match of uh, NXT TV this week. It is the captain of Team NAC, Queen Cole, uh, led by David Hockney. It is Adam Cole. Adam Cole, Scott, what an absolute pick this season. He has been at our class. I know. We kind of get on Hockney's case every time the name Adam Cole is mentioned. He's always right in there with the baby. But 
you know, Cole is an absolutely stellar wrestler. Like you can see the faith that WWE have in him from his performances on Raw and SmackDown later to Survivor Series. So going into this season, he was definitely a top draft pick. So well, and Dave Talking, you can't deny that he made a smart choice with Adam Cole, and especially with this title match that they put on to help NXT get that big advantage in the last week of 2019. Yeah, definitely. And he's also, as you want from your champion of your brand, your leader of your brand, he is the highest point scorer of the NXT brand um, this year, which is, you know, when you have the likes of Keith Lee, Rhea Ripley stepping up, to still have Adam Cole there as the premium point scorer, um, it's good hindsight from David Hockney. He, of course, we know he is a fan uh, of the Undisputed Era, um, so <laughs> I think that factors into it. But uh, there is no doubt uh, the one that... There's not a question mark in David Hockney's team when it does come to Adam Cole. Um, but then we do need to get... We're talking about NXT, Scott. I did mention her name there. Number two this week is the brand spanking new uh, NXT Women's Champion. She actually comes from Team Historic. It's Rhea Ripley. Um, Scott, here's a question for you, all right? Rhea Ripley, NXT Women's Champion. You called it... Um, a couple of weeks ago, I thought they'd wait. You said they're probably going to pull the trigger on this sooner rather than later. Second sort of question added on to that, do we see a captaincy change soon for Sarah Grieve with Team Historic? Uh, I'm not entirely sure about that, but you know, it's one of those things with Rhea Ripley, I thought for ages, oh, she's definitely going to win the title, she's definitely going to they're definitely gonna pull the trigger soon, and then I remembered... Well, Shane Baszler is one of my picks, isn't she? So, yeah, yeah, hold on to that title for a good few months more. <laughs> yeah, I'm so happy to lose my champion's advantage, which I ended up doing. I definitely. Um, but I will ask you this question, just to link on to the Rhea Ripley conversation. Shayna Baszler are no longer NXT Women's Champion. Do you see the odds of her popping up and winning at the Royal Rumble slowly and surely increasing? Um, I was say it wouldn't hurt me in this draft at all if that happened. That's one of the big rumours right now. It's either her or Ronda Rousey is going to be the two top like, rumours at the moment. Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing Shayna show up at the Rumble and if she doesn't win it. But mm-hmm. if she still doesn't have like, a dominant performance, I wouldn't say no. Definitely. And number three this week, he's someone we've spoken about. It seems like every single week, Scott, we bring up this guy. Um, and he is the reason that Team Viscera, uh, led by Gary, has been the undark horse this season. I called it from the start, Scott, not to, you know, toot my own horn, but Team Viscera pushing up the table slowly but surely. They're now tied um, in joint second, as we'll discuss a bit later on. But Seth Rollins proving a great first pick, a great captaincy pick for Gary, and he is the number one singles wrestler scorer this season, what do you think about Seth Rollins? I think it was a smart choice by Gary, because we said we had, he had an interesting choice of picks when we looked at it in the first episode, so having someone like Seth, where he is at the moment, I think it was a smart choice for Gary. And, oh, I don't know, I want to actually look at Team Vista again, uh, but we are going to get to the table um, just now, and it does make for very happy viewing uh, for, for myself um, at number 10 we still have Stephen Wilson despite the total uh, really high score on Roman Reigns um, at 9 we have Sarah Grieve um, at 8 we then have Alan McLucas um, we, then at number 7 uh, we have the team wine lover led by Stacey 
Um, at six, uh, we have Smells Like Team Spirit by Jack. Playing where we thought he would in the mid-table is not an insult. I know we get the joke about it, but it's a good rookie season. It mirrors the rookie season of Gary last year. Um, at number five, we then have uh, your brother, uh, Ross McLeod, there um, at number five. Uh, with his team the only picks that matter uh, at number four we have Dave Hockney falling down the table this week um, and then a joint second Scott is yourself uh, mm-hmm. with the Glasgow Cali 44s and Gary Kernahan uh, making leaps up the table um, with Team Vista but at number one where they belong it is myself with Team Goat now Scott I'm going to come to you with this one and it's a question that I think is quite difficult to answer. When we look at the team GOAT, when you look at Glasgow Cali 44s and when you look at Team Visitor, it plays into this suspicion that I've had with the exclusion of Seth Rollins that it's not about the major player in your team necessarily because Stephen Wilson has Roman Reigns who's a strong number one pick. It's about the consistency throughout the team to make sure you're getting picks in there who will score a decent amount of points every week. Do you think that's been perhaps the lesson of this season? And what do you think is going to separate this top five, top three going into the final stages of the season with the Royal Rumble? I do think, I would agree with you, it's about the consistency of where certain characters are presented because like your main event guys will probably still have an appearance if not a match. So it's about how the rest of your team is built, like your tag teams and that. For me, I think this group, this whole top 10 is going to stay very close right up until the end because mm. this leaderboard's been changing quite a bit throughout the week. I mean, Hawk may have been at number four. Earlier in the week, he was at number one, just half a point ahead of me when mm. I was in second. And then it's changed so drastically. I mean, Jack keeps dropping down. Uh, Gary has moved further up than he has before so far, which is a big surprise. Yeah, and it's also, the, the thing is, these captaincy changes come into effect. Now, Alan McLucas did what we suggested he might do. He changed his captain earlier in the week. Lived to regret it, because Kevin Owens wasn't featured on Raw <laughs> this week. Um, mind you, Hangman Page lost, so it was kind of a double-edged sword. Myself, I also changed my captain um, from Bailey to Bray Wyatt, which came back to you know, that came back to bite me because Bailey managing to get a win on SmackDown TV this week. And it's going to be, I've I've said this, I think, from the start, this is going to be the place where you, these minor errors and the captaincy changes might come back to bite you in the arse in, in the winning weeks because, like you say, this is so close. I'm happy, top of the table at one point in this season, you know, keeping my, my draft pedigree alive to say, listen, I topped <laughs> the table in season three at one point, you know? Like, I'm still still playing a game here, but yourself, Gary, Dave Hockney and Ross McLeod, it's looking like that's going to be our five main contenders this season. That looks to be, looking at the leaderboard, it all, of course, could change, but I'm thinking your winner comes out of that pack of five. Would you agree with that? I definitely think so. It seems to be ever so often, every time the new results come out after either NXT or whatever, mm. it seems to be those same group around the top three. I mean, I've been, I think, been around the top three for the majority of this season so far, which I'm happy with because usually in these drafts, I have a brief like flotation with like the top three or so, and then I'm right back down holding up the rear in the draft. Mm-hmm. So for me, this is a great result. And yeah. while I'm annoyed that I lost the uh, Shayna Baszler Championship advantage 
uh, TLC, the only picks I had on the card were the New Day, and that championship advantage came to yes. work very well because at the moment the New Day are still the, uh, the top scorers of this season so far. Aye, and we do need to talk about TLC, Scott, and how that might have flavoured um, the story of this week because, like you said, New Day... Uh, for yourself, topping the table at TLC with 10.5 points. Uh, Bray Wyatt really coming into fruition for me with 8.5 points, uh, which was a score that made me want to make him my captain because my theory is, okay, he's done that at TLC. He gets an hour win like that at the Rumble. I then double that to 17 points there. And, of course, we do have Team Viscera, Kabuki Warriors, also 8.5 points for Gary Kernahan. So... You look at the importance of pay-per-view, Scott. The top three scorers um, are individual scorers from the pay-per-view coming from the top three competitors of the table at the end of the week. So do you think that's something that we'll continue to see going into Royal Rumble season? I don't really think so. I think we can see a lot more of this uh, at the Royal Rumble itself. And the thing with Bray Wyatt is, I think it was a lucky one for you because a lot of people were thinking because this was Bray Wyatt and not The Fiend, this meant... That Miz had a chance uh, of actually pulling out the win. Yeah. But thankfully for you, they actually they made sure he keep Bray strong and had Bray win. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And it's like we say, TLC, a very important night. You do have a lot of um, picks from the draft who might have been separated. You know, getting wins in TV, finally eating a loss. You look at Becky Lynch, the Royal Women's Champion, eating a loss at TLC. You look at Charlotte Flair uh, from Team Nat Queen Cole, eating a loss at TLC. Players you would usually expect to win in normal TV matches, taking losses on pay-per-view, which does obviously send people further down the table than they may like to be. The last thing I want to get into today, Scott, we did have a constitutional rule change. Um, this week in terms of the draft, which will affect things going forward. We had a gauntlet match on Raw, um, and traditionally, gauntlet matches have been scored in the draft as normal matches. You get If your guy wins, you get uh, points for one win, and you get points for one appearance. However, there were motions uh, to change this rule uh, this week. Um, Stephen Wilson, with his Wilson motion, uh, <laughs> said that we should change it right away to make it that um, you get points for how many wins they picked up during the draft, and you also get one appearance point. Alan McLucas uh, filed the McLucas motion, which said, yes, the Wilson motion is correct. This is how things should be. However, it should be changed at the end of the season. Uh, we then put this to a vote, and the vote was one six votes to four uh, in favour of the Wilson motion, Scott. I just want to ask you this. Uh, what do you think about this um, rule change, obviously coming halfway through season three? Um, and are you happy with it overall? Do you think it's something we had to do? Yeah, because I think there was always going to be this argument that obviously somebody having multiple wins in a gauntlet match was going to count for as multiple like matches and should get more points for that. Mm. And I think if your pick has a better performance in a match like this, then you should get more points. And mm. it seems to be a thing we do right now that at least every now and then, like at least once a month or so, they seem to have some sort of gauntlet style match when they want to decide a number one contender because they're not doing this whole automatic rematch thing anymore. So if this is going to be a regular thing on Derry TV, then I don't see why not. Yeah, definitely. And I think um, both sides had uh, good good points, compelling points and fair points. And it was, in the end, a 6-4 vote, very tight uh, to pass that through. And the bylaws of the ESSR... Uh, draft system. So, guys, what do you think? Um, who do you think is going to come out on top? Who is going to be 
um, our highest uh, point scorer next week. Of course, we have a lot to look forward to. Uh, the roofs, the, the Lashley Lana wedding uh, among <laughs> them, guys. Come on. Uh, maybe some points scored there. Uh, but tell us what you think. What do you think of the draft so far? Leave your comments below. Check out everything else on our Patreon site. Don't forget that we are now uh, free um, on the Patreon channel, Saturday Draft Live, where you can check us out. Uh, me and Scott McLeod um, and also go and check out everything else we've got in our Spotify feeds on our YouTube channel all the other shows we've got going on um, from myself David Campbell goodbye and Scott McLeod see you there <laughs>